Welcome back to Mortgageonomics Canada. I'm your host, Marco Gello. I'm a duly licensed mortgage broker in British Columbia and Alberta, born and raised in Calgary, currently living in North Vancouver. If you're from either of these provinces and require any mortgage-related services, please do not hesitate to contact me. Call or text me right now at 604-800-9593. 604-800-9593. One application, one credit check, and access to Canada's top lenders. Today, I'm going to talk about rates, affordability, zoning, and FIFA World Cup. Let's begin. Okay, hello, February. We're in month two of 2024. Wow, we made it. February. By the way, the first R in February is silent. You know what? I didn't know that for the longest time. Like, uh... That's, uh, and I do hear a lot of people, in fact, a couple of my friends that I will not name right now, but uh, yeah, they they say it like February, but it's February, February, so you know, I'm problem saying it, like, yeah, February, February, like, that's right, say it again, yeah, like that, February, okay, so it's February right now, and um, yeah, let's, let's talk about January and how it set the tone or did it set the tone or will it set the tone for the rest of the year and um, that's what we're going to talk about the interest rates the affordability crisis that keeps on roaming and and exists Uh, zoning and the FIFA World Cup I'll get to that at the end so yeah as I do from time to time I I depart from the instructional how-to format of mortgageonomics and uh, today I'm going to slip into, you know, a more random casual mode and uh, talk about more off the cuff stuff like, you know, industry news, a uh, little bit of politics. Why not the uh, the economy and any other interesting little bit that impacts financing and real estate because it's all about money and real estate, right? Joking. Um, and of course, there is quite a bit of facts entrenched into what I will be discussing. Of course, there is. I do my homework. I fact check a lot of the information that I talk about. But hey, this would be a very lame talk if I didn't offer my own opinion on things. So I will do that. Um, there, there, yeah, that's that's my little disclaimer or maybe my uh, I apologize in advance moment there. Um, okay, let's get rolling here and let's talk first about interest rates and market trends. Um, if January was or is any indication of things to come, I, I think it's fair to say that we're heading in the right direction. Um, fixed rates have already dropped by a full percent and that, that that's went on for the going on for the past couple of months. Uh, comfortably placing them in the 5% range over the last few months. However, variable rates are yet to follow suit. Uh, Currently, Canada's prime rate has held steady at 7.2% for the past seven months after deducting the industry standard discounts. So that would be minus 0.35 for conventional mortgages, thereabouts, and uh, as high as minus, I'll say 0.9, although you you can get like minus one see them creeping up here and there on uh, high ratio mortgages so after you apply those discounts off 7.2 you're left with a a rate range of about 6.3 to 6.85 percent and the question arises okay well why even bother with a variable rate mortgage then you know 6.3 to 6.85 percent after the discount whereas we have five-year fix right now at five percent range in the mid fives low to mid fives you know why bother with variable well 
you know, opting for a fixed rate might seem like a no-brainer, but hold on, put the brakes on that. The economists have predicted or continue to predict that prime rate, you can expect to see one a drop of at least 1%, at least 1%, possibly more before the end of 2024, and likely further drops into 2025. Um, the pace of pre-approvals post-Christmas that have come across my desk, and, and I know other other brokerages as well, um, suggests that you know we might have a robust spring market ahead of us here. So if this plays out like I think it will, the Bank of Canada... I believe will sit idle throughout the spring market uh, that is upon us with without any interest rate deductions reductions. Um, even though inflationary pressures appear to be on the mend, the Bank of Canada will likely I, I say they're going to go that extra mile and allow this higher interest rate environment to take one more final bite out of the economy um, until it finally begins its descent. Right, which we're all anxiously awaiting for. Uh, while some anticipate this drop earlier, my personal opinion is that a drop will not occur. Like, I don't think they're going to start dropping those rates until the July 24th announcement, which will at that time be the fifth interest rate announcement of eight for 2024. So by July 2024, it will be 28 months. So a little over two years since the rapid ascent of 2022 began when prime rate in Canada skyrocketed from 2.70% to 7.2% in a span of 18 months. So what an incredible period that was. I think I think we're always going to remember that. Okay, uh, the next thing I want to talk about is um, will we ever fix the affordability crisis? You know, and particularly in Vancouver and Toronto, uh, but also creeping up in Calgary. That this is this is going to be more and more talked about in Calgary in the future. Um, so let, let's get at it. I'll talk more about Calgary later on here. It, is there genuinely a supply issue in Canada? The past decade has we've seen various government measures aimed at curbing demand. You know that part of the affordability or the real estate equation demand. They've worked on that side for a long time. It's the other side, uh, supply, that that they need to start uh, manipulating and and making some um, some leeway. Despite measures like the foreign buyer tax, right, the foreign buyer ban, the two percent stress test, and uh, various other mortgage qualification and real estate purchase restrictions, like there's so many that I just dedicate an entire episode of the events in financing that have made things way more difficult to qualify in the past five or six years. It's incredible. It's incredible. Actually, I might do that. I might have an episode on that. So despite these uh, all these barriers that they put up for demand, you know, like cutting people out of the, uh, the equation, like foreigners, non-Canadian residents and so on, Canada continues to grapple with an ongoing affordability crisis. So even with the 2% stress test, you think that would would have slowed things down a couple of years ago. No, it didn't, right? So we, we still have this massive problem. Um, immigration, of course, is also a contributing factor. No secret there. We're hearing all about it these days on the, 
on the radio, social media, the news. And until Canadians start reproducing, like, you know, at a grand scale, uh, importing talent globally it it will be essential. Like, there's no way around it. You can complain about immigration and that things are getting too heated right now. But what was the alternative? That we don't have people come here and fill up the jobs and spur the economy? Like, seriously. Canadian birth rates in the low ones. Like, this ain't going to cut it. But yeah, that's hurting us. And it's not uh, doing us any favors on the with our productivity as a country as well. We have some serious work to do there. So let's face it, Canadians need to get busy and make strides to increase our population naturally. But until they do, expect strong flows of immigration for years to come. That's what I think. It's going to take at least a decade and lots of shovels in the ground until we see at least a hint of a meaningful market correction. Um yeah, that, I, I don't see any major correction coming. I think you're going to maybe it might enjoy some pockets of opportunity for some real estate prices across the country in certain regions, but I, I don't think it's going to be anything sustained. Again, I, I don't correct me if I'm wrong down the road. I'll eat my words, but uh, that's what I see. Vancouver will carry on being Vancouver. Toronto will continue to attract the most newcomers like they always do. And uh, Calgary and Edmonton will uh, increasingly become the affordability poster child. Until one day, it isn't, right? So so that's, uh, that's my, my thoughts on the affordability crisis. I hope you're getting some value out of today's talk. The whole idea is to dedicate an entire episode to one specific topic. So if it's something else you are looking to learn about, simply scroll through my past episodes and skim the titles for the particular topic you are looking for. And if you can't find what you're looking for, then send me a text and I'll be sure to talk about it in the following episode. Call or text me anytime at 604-800-9593 or find me at homefinancingsolutions.ca. One application, one credit check, and access to Canada's top lenders. And now, back to the episode. Let's move on to um, David Eby. For those that of you that aren't very political or don't follow politics, this one especially, this is in BC. David Eby is our premier um, in BC. And uh, I don't really have an opinion of him, nor do I don't really care anymore about politics, honestly. Um, I do tend to think I get, you know, quote unquote, right wing. You know, I, I tend to focus just on the bank account and I make all my decisions around the bank account. Um, but I'm also like a nice guy. Like I, I'm, I'm all for the humanitarian stuff that that is commonly associated with the left side. But Really, when it comes down to it, I'm, I'm all about the bank account. So that's why I guess I've always been more like a right-leaning guy. But anyways, David Eby, NDP here. Um, I like what he did, took a positive step. He's uh, got this zoning initiative in BC. And finally, something meaningful um, to the real estate equation. This, this like what he's proposed is the scale of magnitude required to get that pendulum swinging in the opposite direction. And it's about time someone body checked the municipalities out of their comfort zones. Like, so glad about that. Like, no one is holding the city halls 
in Toronto, in Vancouver, in Calgary, accountable for for all the crap that they're making life more difficult and if with development the permit it's just oh, it's so annoying so in my opinion this is where the affordability crisis was born at city halls ridiculous permitting processes over the top studies and distracting strategic community town hall meetings like come on like i get it let people have their say but We've been letting like the, the NIMBYs, you know, the minority have their way for far too long already, like enough, too much time building, you know, like, I'm sorry, the crap, like bike lanes, too much time building bike lanes, charge stations, like hooray. Yeah. I electric cars. Totally. I'm even considering getting one, but okay. Charge stations. And in just other, you know, virtual virtue signaling, the term virtue signaling construction ventures, right? Let's build homes. Lots of them. Let's build homes again. Um, the more 700 square foot condos we we continue to insert into our communities, you, you can bet like that's not going to help the birth rate, right? You're, you're totally you're in, basically encouraging young Canadians to shack up and not have kids like that that's the problem that that, so going forward that that's not a good thing Uh, we need to ramp up construction and we've got to start building more of the you know the bigger family oriented the the missing middle home as they say the the middle home uh, segment the townhomes the row houses and so on like yeah the yards are small but at least it's a little yard a little kid can run around in there, right? You can, people can have little Johnnies and Marys, right? The province's new housing legislation slated for 2026, this is what EB proposed, will deliver more of this, more more small-scale multi-unit housing, they call it, to the market. So homes currently zoned for single-family or duplex use will essentially be permitted for three to four units, depending on the lot size. I think it's like 3,300 square feet. If you're under 3,300 square feet in your single family or duplex right now, you're going to be able to build three to four units according to this. And if your lot is over 3,300 square feet and you're close to a freaking bus stop, apparently you, you're going to be able to zone up to as high as sixplex or six units, right? So that that's the kind of madness that we need to hear that will start, you just start putting a dent into uh, the affordability crisis because yeah i know what everyone's saying like oh no this is horrible well give me a break you think just because they're proposing this do you think that everyone is now going to sell their house and then we're going to have six plus six plexes over the place no it's not going to happen it's still it's still expensive to build a house especially in vancouver so this is just a start you know this having this legislation this uh land zone up uh, up zoning um, legislation that David Eby is bringing on. I think I think it's great. So, um, thumbs up, kudos to uh, David Eby. Well done. And let's leave it at uh, end off with the FIFA World Cup just around the corner. No one's talking about this. I'm the only guy talking about this. It's coming to. Uh, it's co-hosted by the U.S., Mexico, and Canada. Right, we're in there too. So Vancouver and Toronto. All eyes will be on Vancouver and Toronto on uh, in 2026. Yeah, 
less than two years away, technically, right? So about two and a half years because of tournaments in the summer. Uh, be co-hosting the largest sporting event in the universe, the FIFA World Cup. Vancouver will once again be featured on the world stage. And um, with the foreign buyer ban set to expire in 2025, it will be interesting to see which anti-foreign real estate demand policies remain in effect leading up to the World Cup. I'm really curious with that because it's all like when when we have a world event like that, that that's when the foreign um, investments totally spur up. So I I wonder what they're going to do. Are they going to keep that foreign ban going? Are they going to increase the foreign buyer tax? Imagine if they just let it all go, right? It's going to happen all over again. So that's going to be interesting because following Expo 86 and the 2010 Winter Olympics in Vancouver, um, Vancouver's real estate market experienced immediate and prolonged upswings. Yeah, everyone knows that. So will the same pattern happen post-World Cup in 2026? It is. It's a shorter event. It's like, I, I think we're going to get six games here in Vancouver, but that's whatever. That's one group play in, in, in Vancouver. It's going to be insane. And uh, I think it will have an impact. And I think the year leading up to the World Cup will also have an impact. So look for more uh, initiative and plans that come from city council to start cleaning up downtown Vancouver. That That's going to be very controversial you know what i'm talking about like i wonder what the plan is like hastings yeah hastings wonder what they're gonna do the world is coming here and um they're they're gonna be they're gonna be doing some cleanup around town for sure so we'll have to wait and see until then be light on your feet and um you know stay subscribed to this podcast and uh, i've got newsletters too you can just go explore in these uh, notes episode notes and find them somewhere in there and uh hook up that way and, and you can read my stuff all right well that's all i got for today call or text me anytime if you have any mortgage questions at all especially if you're in british columbia or alberta as i'm licensed to service these specific provinces and especially if you're from vancouver or calgary as i'm very familiar with these markets and of course i welcome calls and emails from all over canada and the entire world for those that are in the process of or have recently relocated or immigrated to canada from elsewhere or for those canadians who are in the process of moving from one province to another as i specialize in interprovincial relocations and new to canada mortgage applications and i basically basically do every type of mortgage okay so just bring it on call or text me at 604-800-9593 or you can get me on whatsapp or facebook messenger or just go ahead and link up to my website homefinancingsolutions.ca also i'm starting up a youtube channel my computer sucks so it's hard to do my uh, production on it so way slower than i expected to uh, get going on my youtube but whatever check it out i got some episodes up there and uh, that's it thank you again for tuning into mortgage economics canada stay well everyone talk again soon Say